0: In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Back in the late 90s, when I was still a baby-faced young adult, I got a part-time job working as a youth minister at St. Thomas Episcopal Church in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. At that time, indoor rock climbing had just become a thing and a couple of my students were really into it. So we decided one Saturday afternoon to make our way down to Reading, about 45 minutes away, to spend the afternoon at a a rock climbing gym there. It was the late 90s, as I said, and so smartphones and GPS weren't really a thing yet. And so I printed the directions off of MapQuest. Y'all remember those bad old days? They were miserable, weren't they? Paper can't recalculate. And we ended up epically lost. We drove around Reading for an hour. And Reading's not much bigger than Bowling Green, but we were lost. Till finally we found ourselves back on the right road, looking at the numbers on the buildings we were getting close to where we were hoping to go. And just like Bowling Green, we crossed through an intersection and the road name changed. We were lost again. There was no way we were going rock climbing that day and forgetting who was in the car with me. I took both fists and I beat them on the steering wheel and I said, ah, bleep. And I didn't say bleep, right? And the kids in the car, they laughed and we decided to go get ice cream. And we had a really good conversation uh, about my personal lack of uh, censorship as well as how our mentors and the adults in our lives are people they're just regular people and they like everyone else fall short of the glory of god sometimes and it turned out to be the perfect afternoon exactly what we needed to do and i know that from that afternoon the druse brothers still know to this day that they can call me when they're struggling because i've been through struggles just like them god shows up exactly when And where we need it. That's a lesson I learned that really frustrating afternoon in Reading, Pennsylvania. And I think it's the lesson that Luke is trying to teach us in the opening verses of the third chapter of his gospel this morning. He begins by setting the scene with a list of powerful men who were the political and religious leaders of Israel at the time. It was the 15th year of the reign of the emperor Tiberius Caesar. Pontius Pilate was the Roman governor over Judea. Herod, Philip, and Licinius were figurehead tetrarchs in the region. Annas and Caiaphas held the titles of chief priests. It was either 28 or 29 CE, and a man named John Whose lineage was priestly on both sides of his family, had given up all link he had to power and privilege and moved out into the wilderness. He dressed in camel hair and made his diet locusts and wild honey. Now, if you were alive in first century Palestine and I asked you, where is the word of God going to come? 99.9 times out of 100, your answer was going to be the temple, of course. The word of God has always been associated with the religious powers that be. It's why we have them, right? They hear the word of God and then bring it to the people in a way that they can understand. That was the system that was in place in 28 CE, The people went to the temple to fulfill their religious obligations. And people like Annas and Caiaphas and even John's own father, Zechariah, were there. They received the people's gifts, they spoke the word of God, and they proclaimed God's forgiveness. The last place you would expect the word of God to show up was way out in the wilderness. With all its barrenness and foreboding. But John the Baptist has been there for a long time. Earlier in his gospel, Luke told us that John had decided to live in the wilderness. He'd been there for years and years, praying and fasting, deepening his relationship with God. And after years and years in the wilderness, the word of God came to John right where he was. and It wasn't just any word. It was the word. It was the same word that had come through the prophet Isaiah when the people of Israel were in exile in Babylon. God was going to rescue God's people. And not just that, But God was going to open salvation to everyone, no matter what. There will be no more valleys. All desolation will be filled in. The haughtiness of the mountains will be humbled. Every path will be made straight, but not just that. Even the rough places will be made smooth. No matter where you live, no matter your socioeconomic status, no matter whether you can walk with ease or shuffle a bit or require a wheelchair, there is access to the kingdom of God for everyone. There will be no obstacles left between you or me or anyone else and the kingdom of God. That's some pretty good news. And it kind of makes sense that it arrives as far as possible from the seats of power of that world. Because creating obstacles is precisely what power does. It's how it maintains control. The harder life is, the further away God seems, the more steps between you and God's forgiveness the more need for intermediaries. This word of universal ease of access to God's word couldn't possibly come to the chief priests in the temple. Or if it did, it would have probably fallen on deaf ears. This idea of God's word of hope coming in the heart of the wilderness to the least and the lost really spoke to me this week. And it's not because Christ Church is the least, certainly not. We are well-resourced. We are connected to people in power in this community. But what struck me is how the whole world has really spent the last 20 months wandering in the wilderness. Many of us have been disconnected from our communities that sustain us. Whether it's your community of faith, your work colleagues, your classmates, extended family or friends, the vast majority of us spent quite a bit of time separated from the people who helped make us who we are. Some of us remain disconnected even to this day. Many were isolated from the vocations that they love. Remember way back early pandemic? There was like nine weeks where a bunch of people couldn't go to work. Millions of people couldn't do the jobs they love as barbers or dental hygienists or physical trainers. And for much, 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 much longer than that, many of us worked from home, kind of. We sort of did our jobs, but it wasn't in any sort of fulfilling or real way. Everything we knew about the world changed in March of 2020, and we have spent the last 20 months, not just the people of Bowling Green or Kentucky or the U.S., but the whole world has spent the last 20 months wandering in the proverbial wilderness. So what if? What if we chose to see the last 20 months not as a burden, what if we spent the next phase of late stage pandemic life listening for the word of God that might be coming to us in the wilderness? What if we spent ways in this next season listening for the ways in which we as the body of Christ at Christ Episcopal Church are being called to do the work of filling up the valleys, of humbling the mountains, of making the salvation of God available to everyone. What if we took being lost in the wilderness as an opportunity to meet some new people, to hear some new stories, and to show the world that flawed as we are, together, together we can make a difference. Getting lost turned out to be precisely what I needed in Reading that afternoon. Spending his life out in the wilderness is where John the Baptist needed to be to hear the voice of God. What if, in this extended wilderness experience, God is calling us to work, to change, to grow? If only we have ears to hear. Listen. Amen.